One of the first things Mike Pompeo made clear to his audience in Cairo is that he had come to the region as an evangelical Christian. The Secretary of State's primary message was that the U.S. was ready once more to embrace conservative Middle Eastern regimes, no matter how repressive, if they made common cause against Iran. His second message was religious. In his visit to Egypt, he came across just as much as a preacher than as a diplomat. He talked about America's innate goodness and marveled at the newly built cathedral as a stunning testament to the Lord's hand. The gravitational pull of evangelicals could have far-reaching policy consequences. Vice President Mike Pence and Pompeo both cite evangelical theology as a powerful motivating force. Just as he did in Cairo, Pompeo called on the congregation of a Kansang megachurch to join the fight of good against evil. We will continue to fight these battles. It is a never-ending struggle until the rapture. Be part of it. Be in the fight. For Pompeo's audience, the rapture invoked an apocalyptic Christian vision of the future, a final battle between good and evil, and the second coming of Jesus Christ when the faithful will ascend to heaven and the rest will go to hell. For many U.S. evangelical Christians, one of the key preconditions for such a moment is the gathering of the world's Jews in a greater Israel between the Mediterranean and the Jordan River. It is a belief known as premillennial dispensationalism or Christian Zionism, and it has very real potential consequences for U.S. foreign policy. It directly colors views on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and indirectly attitudes towards Iran, broader Middle East geopolitics, and the primacy of protecting Christian minorities. On his Cairo visit, Pompeo heaped praise on Abdel Fattah al-Sisi for building the new cathedral, but made no reference to the 60,000 political prisoners the regime is thought to be holding or its routine use of torture. Pompeo is an evangelical Presbyterian who says he was brought to Jesus by other cadets at the West Point Military Academy in the 1980s. He knows best how his faith interacts with his political beliefs and the duties he undertakes as Secretary of State, said Stan Vanderberg, senior pastor of Pompeo's church in Wichita. As Donald Trump finds himself ever more dependent on them for his political survival, the influence of Pence and Pompeo and the ultra-conservative evangelicals who stand behind them is likely to grow. Many of them relish the second coming because for them it means eternal life in heaven. Andrew Chestnut, professor of religious studies at the Virginia Commonwealth University said, there is a palpable danger that people in high position who subscribe to these beliefs will be readier to take us into a conflict that brings on Armageddon. Chestnut argues that Christian Zionism has become the majority theology among evangelicals who represent about a quarter of the adult population. In a 2015 poll, 73% of evangelical Christians said events in Israel are prophesied in the book of Revelation. The relationship between evangelicals and the president himself is complicated. Trump himself embodies the very opposite of a pious Christian ideal. Trump is not a churchgoer. He is profane, twice divorced, and he has boasted of sexually assaulting women, but evangelicals have embraced him. 
80% of evangelicals voted for him in 2016, and his popularity among them remains in the 70s. While other voters have flaked away in the first two years of his presidency, evangelicals have become his last solid bastion. Some leading evangelicals see Trump as a latter-day King Cyrus, the 6th century BC Persian emperor who liberated the Jews from Babylonian captivity. The comparison is made explicitly in the Trump Prophecy, a religious film screened in 1200 cinemas around the country in October, depicting a retired firefighter who claims to have heard God's voice, saying, I have chosen this man, Donald Trump, for such a time as this. Lance Walnow, a self-proclaimed prophet who features in the film, has called Trump God's chaos candidate and a modern Cyrus. Cyrus is the model for a non-believer appointed by God as a vessel for the purposes of the faithful, said Catherine Stewart, who writes extensively about the Christian right. The Christian nationalist movement is characterized by feelings of persecution and to some degree paranoia. Trump was raised as a Presbyterian but leaned increasingly towards evangelical preachers as he began contemplating a run for the presidency. Trump's choice of Pence as a running mate was a gesture of his commitment, and four of the six preachers at his inauguration were evangelicals, including Franklin Graham, the eldest son of preacher Billy Graham, who defended Trump throughout his many sex scandals, pointing out, we are all sinners. Having lost control of the House of Representatives in November and under ever closer scrutiny for the campaign's links to the Kremlin, Trump's instincts have been to cleave ever closer to his most loyal supporters. Evangelical links have also helped shape U.S. alliances in the Trump presidency. As Secretary of State, Pompeo has been instrumental in forging links with other evangelical leaders in the hemisphere including Guatemala's Jimmy Morales and the new Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro. Both have undertaken to follow the U.S. lead in moving their embassies in Israel to Jerusalem. Trump's order to move the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv over the objections of his foreign policy and national security team is a striking example of evangelical clout. The move was also pushed by Las Vegas billionaire and Republican megadonor Sheldon Adelson. But the orchestration of the embassy opening ceremony last May reflected the audience Trump was trying hardest to appease. The two pastors given the prime speaking slots were both ardent Christian Zionists. Robert Jeffries, a Dallas pastor on record as saying, Jews like Muslims and Mormons are bound for hell. And John Hagee, a televangelist and founder of Christians United for Israel, who once said, that Hitler and the Holocaust were part of God's plan to get the Jews back to Israel to pave the way for the rapture. For many evangelicals, the move cemented Trump's status as the new Cyrus, who oversaw the Jews return to Jerusalem and rebuilding the temple. The tightening of the evangelical grip on the administration has also been reflected in a growing hostility to the United Nations, often portrayed as a sinister and godless organization. Since the U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley announced her departure in October and Pompeo took more direct control, the U.S. mission has become increasingly combative, blocking references to gender and reproductive health in U.N. documents. Some theologians also see an increasingly evangelical tinge to the administration's broader Middle East policies, 
in particular its fierce embrace of Benjamin Netanyahu's government, the lack of balancing sympathy for the Palestinians, and the insistent demonization of the Iranian government. Evangelicals, Chestnut said, now see the United States locked into a holy war against the forces of evil who they see as embodied by Iran. In a speech at the end of the regional tour on Thursday, Pompeo reprised the theme, describing Iran as a cancerous influence. This zeal for a defining struggle has thus far found common cause with more secular hawks, such as the National Security Advisor John Bolton, in conversations with European leaders such as Emmanuel Macron and Theresa May. Trump has reportedly insisted he has no intention of going to war with Iran, but the logic of his policy of ever-increasing pressure, coupled with unstinting support for Israel and Saudi Arabia, makes confrontation with Iran ever more likely. One of the most momentous foreign policy questions of 2019 is whether Trump can veer away from the collision course he has helped to set in motion. Perhaps conjuring up a last-minute deal as he did with North Korea, or instead welcome conflict as a distraction from his domestic woes and sell it to the faithful as a crusade.